0: more than conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you you can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org
1: pastor ray refers to the subject of this week's message as the believers negative meditation common to so many christians this meditation can be a powerful curse that has the ability to drain joyful expectation from even the most positive believer especially when dealing with those nagging life issues like money bad habits, wayward children, health, and even a relationship with God. It's commonly referred to simply as worry, and nowhere in his message entitled Breaking the Chains of Worry does pastor deny that negative meditation can be very real for both the believer and the non-believer. The Christian, however, especially if an habitual worrier, will seldom act in faith, robbing him of the blessing of ever being effectively used by God. But in this life-changing four-day series, you'll learn powerful strategies to overcome negative meditation by not putting voice to your worry, but rather to simply do all that you can do and let God do the rest.
2: Now, I don't know about you, but when I was in the middle of some heated battles in my life, and there'd be times when I would, I'd come down to the church here, and I would just walk up and down, and I'd pray, and I'd say, Lord, I'm taking the heaviness that I have right now, I'm taking all the cares that are on me right now, and I'm just casting them on you, hallelujah, I release them into your hands, oh God, and I thank you that I am free, and I'm not going to worry about it, and I take about five or 10 or 15 steps this way, and by the time I got to this end of the sanctuary, I was all worried again. Anybody know what i 'm talking about? You see this idea of casting your cares upon him, the thing that I learned about it and, and it really depends because sometimes there are some battles and some cares that are that are bigger and 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 harder or or more more difficult than others. But one of the things that I learned is that you've got to cast and keep on casting those cares. Every time they come back on you, you have to put them back on the Lord. Every time you feel like they're coming back on, you have to take them and put them back on the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I get a better amen than that? Casting all of your care upon Him because He cares for you affectionately. Let's go back to Matthew's Gospel. So he said, Therefore, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, and verse 25. Therefore, I say... Is everybody there to say amen? (laughs) Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? How many of you would agree with me that life is more... There's more important things in life than to just worry about what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, and what we're going to wear. And people that live in that realm become self-centered, selfish, totally, you know, engrossed in their own little lives. And the reason why I believe, the reason why Jesus is pointing this out is because he wants us to be useful in his hands. And if we're so self-absorbed because we're so worried about our own lives and our own affairs and our own things and our own, you know, our own little world, our own little kingdom, how can we ever be effective to bless anybody else and reach out and build the kingdom of God? We're so, we're, the devil's goddess chasing our own tails, worried about our own little, our own little kingdom. And, and, and God, we, God cannot use us. We're not useful to the Lord to the, to the level or to the degree that he would want to use us. Because we're so worried about our own selves. And there's so many people that live in that realm, you see. And I've seen people. I've seen people come to church and be hot for God and, and, you know, you know just give it all and, and, and be here and worshiping God and being on fire, be really on fire for the Lord. And then all of a sudden, you know, I don't know, they just, they, they got their eyes off of Jesus. They started to get worried and they started to go down just like Peter started to go down in the boat when, he, when Jesus invited him to walk on the water. You know, we use that analogy a lot and, and he started to walk on the water. But when his faith got him out of the boat, but his, his worry, his doubt, his unbelief caused him to start to sink. And I've seen people, they start to sink. 'Cause they start to get distracted, they start to get worried, they start to, to take worries and, and, and the care of, of their life and their future upon themselves. And they become they become ineffective for God. They they have excuses why they do not to go to church anymore. They've got excuses, have excuses why they can't give anymore. They've got excuses why they can't work in, in the king in the church anymore, they can't help. And all these all these things start to happen. Why? Because worry was the primary root. Started to take their life. See, if you're gonna live free, and you're going to live happy, and you're going to live really peaceful in your life, you've got to live in, with this knowledge, with this understanding every day of your life that God cares for me even more than I can care ever care for myself. Yeah. That God's got my life firmly fixed in the palm of His hands and that my tomorrows are blessed. And I don't really have to do much except obey God, trust the Lord, do my best every day, and trust Him every step of the way. And my tomorrows are just going to happen just going to happen. Wow, does that sound good, man? See, some of you can't even believe it. You're sitting here. He's like, oh, man, I I can't receive that." You see, you're so bound up with worry. You've lived all your life so worried and distracted and full of anxiety. You know what? I'll tell you what. Why don't we go around the room and look at everybody's fingernails? I'll tell you who's a worry wart in this house. I'm going to walk up and down the aisle. See, whose legs are jittering up and down mm, 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 in the aisle? You could tell right away. You see? You have no peace. You see, worry a peace robber. Worry will rob your peace right out. Just take it, just snuff it right out of your life. Jesus said, you know, my peace I give you, my peace I leave you. you see, don't... You, you, we're, to, we're to walk in that peace But you're going to have to fight that We're casting our cares, taking everything every day And putting it on the Lord And refuse to worry Why don't we all do that? Why don't we just make a decision tonight That we're going to refuse to worry about our future We're going to refuse to worry about our kids We're going to refuse to worry about our businesses Our jobs or whatever it be But every day we're just going to trust God Put it in His hands, listen and obey What God uh, leads us to do Can I get a better amen than that? So, so he, he uses this analogy, and I love this. He says, again, he says, don't worry about your life. What you will eat, what you will drink, or about your body, what you will put on is not life more than food in the body, more than clothing. And I like what he, verse 26, now he, make, he, he gives an analogy. He says, look at the birds of the air. I mean, he's talking about birds. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns yet your heavenly father feeds them and notice what he says are you not more of more value than they how many of you agree that you're more value than a bird well if god has designed the system this earthly system that that the birds i mean i don't know birds just happen to find whatever they need kind of like just shows up they also have instinct you know they know where to go well, you know, God has designed it for you and for me the same way. If, if you'll listen and obey, we, we don't go by instinct, we go by the leading of the Holy Spirit. You're not going to do without. God's going to lead you right where you need to be, He's going to lead the right people across your path. I don't know. I just trust, I just believe that God's going to send the right people at the right moment of time to cross me, cross paths with me, and to bring and to put into my bosom exactly what I need at the right moment of time. I just have to keep walking. I've got to keep believing. I've got to keep trusting. I've got to keep putting these matters and these issues into his hands every day. And just glorify him and thank him. You know, some of you are waiting for a new job every day. Just start thanking him. Thank you for that new job. Thank you. It's going to be better than anything else. My future is in your hands. That which concerns me, God is is concerned about. Amen? Is everybody with me? He said, look at the birds of the air. They don't don't do anything. They don't sow. They don't reap. They they don't gather. Yet the heavenly Father, your heavenly Father, feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And I like verse 27 because this is something we need to look at and consider for ourselves. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? Basically, he's saying, has worry ever changed anything in your life? Now, I don't want to embarrass my sister, but... There was a time, she's looking like, uh-oh, I'm in the firing line. There was one time, some issue was going on, I don't remember, it was a bunch of years ago. And she was so worried about it. And, and she was going on and asking me over and over again, what do you think? I am worried about it. You know how you do when you get worried. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? How about this? How about if this happens? How about that? Hey, anybody know what I'm talking about? We've all been there. It's not, I'm just using her as an example. And I had listened to her so much that I finally, I, you remember, I finally said, if you put as much energy into prayer and confessing God's word as you are into worrying about this silly issue, this thing would be over in about a day. It would be done. And she she kind of recalled back and she's like, oh, I know my sister. She gives me those, oh. (laughs) I actually shut her up. And you can ask Chris, that is not easy to do. That is not easy to do, but I actually shut her up, shut her down. And she looked at me and she's like, oh. <laughs> 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 and, uh, you know, and late, I don't know what it was. She took her to prayer, whatever it was, it just worked out. See, things are going to work out. Yeah. Then she starts glorifying God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Almighty woman of fa- you know, faith and power. Hallelujah. We all know I'm the wind beneath your wings. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Why are you all laughing? (laughs) Cut me a break here. How does worry change anything? Really, I'm going to tell you what, we're going to have to learn to do that. Just toss it onto God and, and refuse to worry about it. And uh, just keep on living and keep on doing and keep on trusting. Because your tomorrows, I'm going to tell you right now, your tomorrows are going to be more blessed than any of your yesterdays. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. What's up ahead is better than anything you've experienced. I believe it. I believe it. I'm confessing it. I'm standing on it, right? So which one of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? How can you change anything? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Verse 30. Now if God so closed the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven. In other words, God arrays the earth and nature with such beauty. But it all goes through a, a, a cycle of life and death. And very quickly. Flowers grow up and as quickly as they're up, they're gone but look at the beauty. Look at how, how, look how beautiful he made them. Right? Right? Trees, you know, some trees put their flowers out for just a couple of days and they're gone. They're all, but, but look, look at how much attention God's put to something that's so fleeting. Just comes in and it goes. Now, if God so closed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven. Now, listen, will he not much more Everybody say much more. much more. I want you to underline much more. Clothe you, O oh you, of little faith. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. So he identifies the problem here. The problem is, O oh, you, of little faith. So if you're in worry, you're not in faith. But I love what he says. If God does this for, for nature, for trees and, and, and flowers and lilies, um, he says, how much more will he clothe you? See, God is the God of much more. How much more will God bless and increase your life? If he's going to take care of nature, don't you think he's going to take care of his highest creation, which is us, man? We're his highest creation, see? Um, So it says here, it says in verse 31, Therefore, do not worry. Everybody say, do not worry. (laughs) Now here is something that's really important. Because he said, do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? He's warning you not to put voice to your worry. Because when you put voice to your worry, you actually create that which you are afraid of or what you're worrying about. Bible teaches us very clearly that life and death are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. You could either be blessed by the words of your mouth or cursed by the words of your mouth. So he says here, therefore, do not worry, saying, in other words, don't put voice, don't put words to your worry. Did you ever get with somebody, all well, they want to do is talk about their word. I'm worried about this. What if this happens? What if that happens? I don't, I don't even want to. I don't even want to. I... <laughs> See, I believe the word of God so much. I've seen how this can work for you and it could also work against you. So I, I'm very careful to to say, and if I do let something out, you know, that I'm concerned about, I always make sure that I put it back into the right perspective by saying, but I know that God is going to bring us through this this situation. I know that God is going to get the victory. I praise the Lord with my If I'm dumb enough to put voice to my worry, I'm smart enough to give glory to God for the victory over whatever it is that I'm worried about. Glory. Right. So therefore, do not worry, saying, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? How am I going to wear? He said, for after all these things, the Gentiles seek. Now, listen to this. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. Wow. some of you think that, that God is caught by surprise that you don't have a job. Some of you think God is caught by surprise that your rent is due and you don't have the money. Some of you think God is surprised, caught you, caught, caught by, you know, your situation caught God by surprise. But the fact of the matter is that your Heavenly Father knows all that you need. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to add something to that, just give you the Pastor Ray version. He knows your need even before you get the need or have the need in your life, He knows exactly what you're going to need. He knows what you're going to need tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. He already knows. And if he knows, he has a provision in store for you. I said, he has a provision in store for you. He has a blessing in store for you. I said, if he, if he closed the grass and the lilies and nature, how much more is he going to do it for you? He already knows what you need. In other words, God already knows where you are. Don't worry about it. Let me give you, let me give you, don't worry about it. Turn to somebody and say, don't worry about it. He already knows. And if he knows, he has a provision. He has a blessing already set for you. All he wants you to do is to use your faith. Just trust him. Trust him. Trust him. And sometimes you know you say, you know, it comes to the to the eleventh hour and the clock starts ticking, man. Anybody know what I mean? And it's getting oh man, it's getting ho 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 ho. I've seen God do some awesome, mighty miracles in the eleventh hour, not only the eleventh hour, thirty seconds before the clock is about to hit twelve. And and the guillotine is coming down. God has done everything unbelievable miracles in the lives of people who will just obey him and trust him and stand in faith and refuse to worry but to cast these things upon the lord now now again you know you can't be careless there's a difference between carefree and careless everybody understand that god doesn't bless carelessness but he does bless and he will prosper and he will help those who trust him in faith that means i've got to do everything i can do In other words, if I need a job, I don't, like I met a man one time, and he says, well, I, he said, um, he said, you know, I I don't, I don't, I don't have a job. I just, I just live by faith. And I go, well, what does that mean? You live by faith, you don't have a job. That doesn't compute. What do you mean? Well, I just, I'm just trusting God for everything I need. I don't have to work. I mean, he had the message a little mixed up. That's called lazy, L-A-Z, Y-Z, lazy, man. (laughs) Sitting home, expecting God to meet your needs. That's lazy, man. You better, you better get your ruckus off the You know, whatever you call that thing, (laughs) your backside off the chair. You better go find a job. See what you do is you do everything you can do, but you don't worry about it. In other words, if you went on an interview today and didn't get a job, that's okay. It's all right. I'm not worried about it. God's got something, man. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe next week. See, when when things don't work out, I've learned to do this. I learned to say, you know what? That wasn't God's best for me. Anybody, anybody listening? When something, I just say that wasn't God's best. Why? Because. He knows what I need. Sometimes I don't even know what I need. I think I know what I need. But my thinking is much smaller than God's thinking. He knows better what I need. I may be thinking here, you know, something, but he's got something even better and bigger for me over there. You know? And he's going to provide. Your Heavenly Father, Like I don't have time to give you this testimony, but when I sold my little house back in, in Rye Brook over there, and I had nowhere to go. I was living in, I was you know, going to have to go live in a hotel for a while because I didn't have a house. I didn't know where to go. I sold my house. And the one that I was, I I had put a down payment on and thought was my house was sold from under me. Somebody bought it. and and, And so I didn't know where I was going to go. But just a few weeks later, a better house in the same neighborhood that I wanted to live came up. And I was able to buy that house. And to be honest with you, it's a much better house it's a much nicer house, it's a bigger house, it has, it has a nicer backyard, it's more private. If I had bought the one that I thought, you know, I, I look back and, I, and now I walk my neighborhood and every time I walk by that, I say, thank God you didn't give me that house, <laughs> thank God. Because I, I live in a townhome community and some of the units are connected, they're two houses together. And there are some that are single. My house is a single, stand-alone prayer. Nobody can... I don't hear no arguments. I don't hear no TV, no radio, no... I don't want... I lived in an apartment. Listen, if you live in an apartment and you have that problem, there's only one way. you got to get delivered from apartment living. (laughs) Believe me, I did that for a long, long time. So I said, enough is enough is enough. I'm out of here. I started to use my faith to get my first house. So you can't be lazy. I mean, you, you know, you... God's going to bless you He's going to help you But you got to do your part too Amen All right. So I don't have any more time I'm out of time But let me just finish this For after all these things The Gentiles seek For your heavenly father Knows that you need All these things But seek first The kingdom of God And his righteousness And all these things Shall be had In other words When you're in need And things are getting Hot and heavy Don't stay home Come to church Don't stop working for God Work more Don't back up from your belief in God and your faith. At least turn it up. Seek him. Don't run from him. Run toward him. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things are going to come upon you and be added to you. And he said, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. In other words... Today's got enough trouble in itself. Don't worry about tomorrow. Jesus might come tomorrow and you wasted all this time worrying. Or tomorrow could be the day of breakthrough and you worried and worried and worried. And tomorrow is the day that, sh- that God has appointed for you to cross path with the right person. You have an appointment with God. And if it isn't today, it might be tomorrow. It might be next week. It might be a month from now, or it could be a year, but you have an appointment with God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. Just get happy about being a believer. Get happy about the word of God. Get happy about coming to church. Get happy about helping and participating. Seek him first and see how all the things that you would ever need or want or desire in your life will come upon you. Do you know what? I've never worried about any of my desires. I just put them out there and trust God and say, God, I know you have a time. You have an appointed time for me. I know that these desires, these wants, even the needs in my life, they're going to come to pass. I know they will. I just trust you. I'm just going to seek. I'm going to keep serving you, preaching. I, listen, when I was broke, poor, I was still preaching about prosperity. With a hope in my heart that one day that's going to come upon my life when I had a tiny little church of just a handful of people and I'd work all day preparing messages to preach to just a handful of people who half of them probably didn't even want to be there but they felt bad for me and they came because they know if they didn't come there'd be nobody there and they'd probably hear about it the next week so they came but I didn't worry about it I, had, I did my best with an eye on a, on a better day you gotta keep your eye on a better day got to keep your eye on a better day amen we're not going to be the church of the warriors we're going to be the church of the warriors amen we're, we're christian warriors we're going to go go forth trusting god giving god everything we've got we're going to see how god's going to bless us back. amen
0: tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for more than conquerors with pastor ray in your order.